Hey guys, welcome to A Mother in the Making. My name is Ashley and I am pregnant with my second child. It was a little bit of a surprise and I was not mentally prepared for it, so I'm taking you through my journey of coping and just letting you know what it's like to go through pregnancy to help other moms out there who are currently pregnant or are trying to conceive and want to know what they're in for. So I hope you enjoy and stick around. Hey guys, welcome to weeks 29 and 30 of my pregnancy. I'm having a very cozy day today. The weather kind of shifted from sunny and beautiful to dark and stormy, um, also one of my favorite drinks, and uh, it makes me just want to cuddle up and record a podcast, so here I am. I... If you can hear, it is, I I don't know if you'll be able to hear actually, but it's pouring rain outside and I'm loving it. I don't, you know, particularly love the constant drizzle of rain, like the light rain we always get here in Vancouver, but really heavy rainstorm, very nice on a spring day. Uh, So I lit some candles and uh, some incense and I've just been embracing the weather. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about today. (laughs) We're here to talk about the baby and myself, the pregnancy. So overall, I'm really excited to be 30 weeks pregnant. As I'm getting closer to the due date, I am just more and more into it. I'm getting that same joy and excitement that I was feeling with Rook. That one was a little bit different because, well, you guys already know, I was so excited to be pregnant with him. But also, I was becoming a mother, and that was such a big leap. But yeah, I'm just excited about it. I I, th- I think the third trimester is going to be my favorite trimester again, because everything gets so real, the baby's movements are so prominent, you, you know, are actually getting things ready for the child to arrive. And I don't get some of the worst symptoms that you can get with the third trimester, so it makes it a bit more enjoyable for me. But I'm sure we'll get into that as those symptoms come up over time. So as per usual, I'll talk about how the past two weeks have gone. And uh, they weren't great. (laughs) They were actually quite stressful. I did... I didn't want to talk about this on YouTube or Instagram. I don't know why, just maybe because of like clickbait culture or attention seeking, but also maybe like this podcast community feels a lot more close-knit, so I feel more comfortable talking about it, but anyways, the past week and a half, past week, we dealt with a hospital trip, and it wasn't necessarily scary but it was stressful and overwhelming. Uh, so let's let's start with the, the beginning of that story. So Josh and I both got um, light flu symptoms uh, at the start of one week on a Monday, and mine was a lot more mild than his, but Rook was completely fine, and that was the worst because he was just a happy, running around, high-energy toddler, and we're both, like, dead with the flu, so it's just very difficult because all you need to do when you have the flu is sleep, and you can't do that when you have a toddler running around, but Anyways, we tested for COVID, came back negative, um, so uh, we're just waiting it out. I didn't have a fever 
I just had like chills and the hot and cold and the aches and headache and sleepiness. Josh had it worse than me. He had fever and oh, he also had um, a cough. So, oh, I also, we both had really like shortness of breath. So we were, were confused. Like, I feel like if anything were to be COVID, it should have been that, but sure enough, the tests said no. A few days pass. I'm feeling better. I'm fine. Josh is still quite sick. And one night we went to bed and Josh wakes me up saying that his arm really hurts and he's going to the hospital. I didn't really think much of it because I was asleep and hearing that your spouse's arm hurts didn't really spark any stress in me, you know? Uh, and then later, <laughs> at like 3 a.m., I get a text from him saying that he's still in the waiting room and that buzz woke me up. And that's when I kind of started, you know, thinking about it, that Josh wouldn't just take himself to the hospital over nothing. So something obviously has to be going on. And so later I get the, the story that he was dealing with chest pains and a horrible aching in his arm. He tried stretching, he took a bath, this was all again in the middle of the night, and nothing was relieving it, and that combination can be a symptom of heart issues, which I didn't know, but it was his left arm, and apparently, um, I don't know, because your heart leans to the left, it's close to your arm, if you have heart pain connected with something with your arm, it could signify heart issues. Thankfully, Josh knew this, so he took himself to the hospital. Uh, long waiting period, you know, it's a classic story, but um, he got checked out. He got, I don't know how medical <laughs> things work, but they can do a test to find out if your heart has been through an event, and sure enough, his heart went through an event. And that could mean a bunch of things, you know, that could mean heart attack, that could mean stroke, but the doctors were trying to... Um, comfort him and saying that like he's too young to have those things happen hopefully <laughs> so yeah um how do i speed this story up so then the following days were very long and confusing of getting a lot of different potential diagnoses 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 <laughs> diagnoses i don't know um he's getting diagnosed with a lot of potentials which it's a weird balance of, like, obviously it's the patient's right to be informed on what the doctors are finding with your body, but it almost isn't helpful being brought through the process of them figuring out because you're being told totally different things like it could be this now we think it's that now we think it's this so it's just a little stressful obviously it's better than the alternative of not getting any information until the end when they get, have a proper diagnosis but yeah that was just weird to go through we've never really dealt with things like this before like josh was saying he's never been admitted to the hospital before we've only ever done like um emergency visits or, you know, I gave birth <laughs> in a hospital. But he did get admitted to the cardiac care unit to monitor everything. Um, it all ended up being fine, you know, not great, but fine. Turns out he had pneumonia, um, which I was stressing because I 
don't know anything about pneumonia, and from my Google search, I learned that sometimes it's contagious, and pneumonia can be bad in pregnancy. So now I'm worrying about myself as well. But the doctor was saying that the way it progressed is that it was probably some bacteria in his lungs that would have just been taken care of by his immune system, but because he got a virus that suppressed his immune immune system, and so the bacteria flourished and caused the pneumonia. And then the whole heart issue, uh, he got diagnosed with myocarditis, cardiomyocarditis, which means that your heart has been stressed. It's been through a lot and now it's kind of weakened by whatever caused it. Like a lot of things can cause myocarditis. And so he needs to be careful with his heart now, but I'll, I'll get into that in a second. So what happened was the pneumonia caused his heart to go into stress. There was a lump that formed, again, I don't know these technical terms, there was a lump that formed on his lung from the pneumonia that put pressure on his heart, making his heart have to work harder, causing it, again, to be stressed. Uh, The lump was just, like, I don't know, mucus, and he just passed it through coughing, it was no big deal. Um, so everything is like fine. <laughs> like it was very stressful. It was, it's really hard to go through that with a toddler because I couldn't just be in the hospital with Josh. He was there for three days, which, you know, it doesn't seem like that long, but when you're in it, you don't know how long your spouse is going to be there for. Um, and it's, it's hard, you know, leaning on people in your life, trying to find people to, or not trying to find people, but trying to accept the help of people to come watch Rook so that I could go visit Josh for a few hours. Yeah, so again, everything's fine. Josh just needs to take it easy for six months, like not stress his heart out through any crazy activity, but he should have a full recovery. It's just been really stressful. (laughs) as you can imagine. And it really like brings you back to, what am I trying to say? It really grounds you. You know, it obviously gave me a lot of appreciation for my husband, like um, not being able to see him a lot because I had to watch Rook and just worrying and, you know, thinking of worst case scenarios, even though you shouldn't. I just love that guy, and I love that he's home and healthy again. Um, he's still kind of like on the mend, but he's gonna he's gonna be fine. So, yeah, that's that's the story of that. Again, I don't know why I feel comfortable talking about it on here, but not other platforms. So that's what happened in weeks twenty nine and thirty. <laughs> now I guess we will switch over to the baby. I don't know. I just felt like I needed to get it off my chest because I posted on on YouTube um, the community page saying that we're going through something health-wise, so there's no video this week, and kind of felt compelled to tell what was going on. The baby this week. Uh, the app is telling me that the baby's eyes are developed and that the child is looking around inside the uterus. Isn't that kind of creepy? 
The baby didn't gain much weight this past uh, two weeks because apparently a lot of the growth is happening in the brain and just the brain's development. The baby is shedding the lanugo. I think I've talked about this before. Kids, babies get like a layer of hair over their whole body for temperature regulation, I'm pretty sure. But as they get closer to birth, they start to shed it. And if you have a premature baby, they are usually a little hairier <laughs> than regular babies. The red blood cells are now forming in the bone marrow. Also, the bones are hardening still. I'm pretty sure they just harden all the way up till birth and onwards. <laughs> and the baby will soon be positioning itself for birth. I've been wondering about that, like when the baby's gonna go head down, because I'm pretty sure it was decently early on that Rook went head down and he stayed head down, which was obviously ideal. So I would like that again. The size of the baby, the app groups weeks 28 to 31 together. So the baby is the size of a winter squash uh, by animal, a puppy, very cute. And oh, I think I did already talk about these sizes, but by sweets, it's a chocolate box which could mean anything. Moving on to my symptoms. Holy moly, it's movement city over here. I did not get this much movement with Rook. And again, I don't know if that's because Rook's placenta was on the front, so I didn't feel as much. But even still, like you feel when they kick your back and bladder and everything else, you know? This baby is just so active. Like I'll be just standing, walking around, and get like big movements that like make me catch my breath, which I'm only 30 weeks. <laughs> and usually you're rocking the baby to sleep when you walk around and move around. So you don't kind of expect that. You more expect it when you're laying down that the baby kind of goes wild. So I've been loving it. Like I, it's the best part of pregnancy is those baby movements. It's so fun and exciting. It, it makes you really think about like, oh, this is a real child in there and I get to hold this baby soon, at least for myself. <laughs> I Something I didn't experience last pregnancy, but that is leg and foot cramps. I noticed this when I've pushed myself too hard and done too many activities during the day, just too much time on my feet. I am getting leg cramps and they suck because like I'll try and stretch it out but it just doesn't want to go away. Um, obviously Josh has been really helpful with them and he'll massage my legs and that helps a lot but it's kind of like telling me that I need to slow down and start acting like I'm pregnant and take it easy. I've also been getting a lot of Braxton Hicks along with that. If I'm walking too much, lifting something too heavy, my belly starts to get tight, which, you know, isn't a big deal or anything. It just is what it is. And again, it's a reminder to take it easy a little bit. Uh, my heartburn is mostly gone. Can you believe it? <laughs> But there's an explanation. I finally stopped drinking sparkling water. I finally stopped buying the cans of sparkling water, the bubbly, the everything, the liqueur, um, because it was very adamant that like the second I started drinking a can of it, I would need some Tums. So I'm just drinking regular water again and it's fine. I just, I like the sparkle. <laughs> but yeah, even bedtime, like I lay down for bed and most nights I don't need a Tums. 
super interesting because usually heartburn gets worse the closer you get to birth, which it might still, but stopping the sparkling water is definitely helping. Now on to how I'm doing. After this past week, I'm doing a lot better now that things are going back to a bit more normal. It is still hard, like, um, I'm limited in my pregnancy, like, I have a hard time carrying Rook for too long or moving too fast, you know, and now Josh as well, and again, like, I'm very grateful that we're, we're all doing well, but, um, Josh has been limited because of what happened and he's wearing a smartwatch now that monitors his heart rate. Not that he needs to according to a doctor or anything, but he just wants to be like very self-aware of it. And so now Josh sometimes needs to take a break if he feels like his heart's moving too fast. So then I need to take over. So it's just kind of this different situation where usually I can like 100% lean on him when I'm feeling very pregnant and now we kind of have to lean on each other and take turns which is fine again I'm very grateful for our health overall I am getting really excited for baby to come these movements just yeah get me stoked that this child's gonna come out and I get to carry this little baby around it feels weird that I'm gonna be nursing again because that feels like a whole other lifetime ago like thinking about moving um, the rocking chair back into the kids' room. We've just had it out in the living room because it's kind of nice to have out here. And that is just interesting thinking I'm going to spend so much time sitting down with the baby nursing, uh, which I loved it last time, but now I'm a little bit nervous about, you know, my toddler's needs while I'm trying to nurse. With the weather getting better, besides today of course, um, I'm noticing I'm kind of running out of clothes to wear or like I do have some stuff to wear but there's not a lot that I feel good in and I'm just trying to accept that because I don't want to go buy a full wardrobe for two months of my life but you know I'll the other day I was walking a trail with Rook and Josh took some pictures of us and they're very cute photos, but I'm like, wow, I look like a whale in that outfit. Cool. <laughs> it's fine. It's a first world problem. I'm just going to suck it up and wear what I can until the baby comes. Rook is, again, getting so much more independent, which makes me so excited for the baby because Rook really, like, can listen and respond Um often in a way that I need him to, like, don't do that, please do this, clean up your toys. Lately, um, I usually keep the really messy toys tucked away in his closet, but I bring them out, you know, for him to still play with, and lately I'll bring out one messy toy and he'll play with it, and then when he's done with it, he packs it back up and brings it to me and tells me he wants a different one and then I'll bring out a different messy toy and I'll play with it and then clean it up and it's like the best system like I could not ask for more so that's been really exciting I still haven't bought everything I need for the baby but it's in the works I have a couple things coming in the mail I need to start thinking about like postpartum care as well obviously it's early still but I you know eventually need to do that. Something else that's going on is our renovations are still kind of in the works slash postponed and it looks like they most likely won't happen until after we've had the baby, which is a little stressful because, you know, we're tearing the house apart 
kind of all at once. Like the flooring, the windows, taking a wall down. So I can't really be here with a toddler and a newborn when that happens. So I have to kind of come up with a game plan with how we're going to approach that. And I know this is very much a privileged problem to have, but the pregnancy in me <laughs> just wants everything to be stable and um, secure and slow when the baby's here. Just like relax and enjoy it. And I probably won't get that, but that's okay because I have the luxury of getting my house renovated. Um, other than that, I'm a little concerned about being full-term chasing around the toddler because again, I'm already feeling limitations. Like sometimes often, you know, toddlers do things that are, they're not allowed to do and you have to get up and like respond to them very quickly. And I just can't really do that. Like, or I can, but I'm feeling myself get slower and slower, <laughs> but it is what it is. Like lots of people have two kids, right? So you manage. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting really excited for seeing Rook getting to play with the baby. Um, obviously it'll be a while till they get to both play together, but Rook really likes looking at babies, so um, I'm just excited to see their relationship start. Yeah, so that's that's everything I have to talk about. Weeks 29 and 30, pretty wild weeks. Uh, I hope to get this out to you quickly and that it won't be too long of a break between the next episode. All right, talk to you later.